Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible most of the time, and stopping fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. Look at us go. No foreplay. We're just getting right into it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Nolly. This is Fashion Crimes Podcast, and we are back in the saddle. We are hitting it hard. We are doing it. We're doing it's good. We got it. And guess what we're talking about today? Nolan, take the lead. This is your baby. You can, you got it. Go. It is the best week ever. Bestweekever.com. Can we not just say that? Start out by saying it. Mm. Bestweekever.com. The idiot, idiot, idiot potato in the White House is gone. We have, we have, you know, it'll be nice to have a country run by, you know, someone with half a brain. Anyway. And decency, <clears throat> but whatever. We'll unpack that and later. Either, sanity, sanity is important in a world <laughs> leader, just personally. My personal favorite was the, the prime minister of of New Zealand, who everybody loves her comments. And she obviously couldn't say anything really rude, but she was like, well, it's much easier to work with, with world leaders when you have shared values. I mean, <laughs> right. Really right. Anyway, so inauguration week. And everybody loves their inauguration, yes, because it's dawn of a new day. And this inauguration was especially important anyway, because it was sort of like, you know, renouncing the hatred and lies and all the bullshit that's happened in the past four years. So I think it was really important, but also... Who doesn't love inauguration fashion? I love inaugural fashion. The only thing I like about Melania Trump, seriously, I can't find one damn thing to like about that awful woman, except for the blue Ralph Lauren suit that she wore to the last inauguration. Am I mad that Ralph Lauren dressed her? Absolutely, because I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that. But the suit was absolutely phenomenal, truly phenomenal. And I mean, she does do you remember it, it had that beautiful color. She's a no, and you know what? Melania looks great. It's the moral she I looks can't great. Get behind. I think she looks beautiful. I think, and you know what? She honestly, the woman has in, impeccable taste. It's, you know, it's been very clear from the start. She has impeccable taste, always has, always will. I give her that. I give there her that. Couple, too. I give there her are that. A couple, too. I mean, there were a couple fashion mistakes, like that coat that says, I don't really care, do you? And that was dark. Ugh. And then, Ugh. of course, like, yeah, and that was when she was going to visit the migrant children in the camps. So that was really, uh, <laughs> someone dropped the ball on that one. Okay, and, then. Um, yep. And then my personal favorite was she changed on the plane to Florida this week. And she got off the plane in this like fucking Mrs. Roper, Gucci Moo Moo. That was the most terrible length ever. I mean, and it was an it, awful print. I it do want to so bad. I do want to say Gucci has this whole 70s Brady Bunch vibe going on. And it has for a couple seasons now. I get it. It's not my style. But I just think it's a little bit lost because it doesn't translate the pattern is so big it looks like 1960s curtains that's yeah, what if like they did it in a, in a, if they did it in a shift dress something super short it would have been fabulous i mean perhaps but I, I just it was a lot for that picture it was a lot 
I mean, it just didn't translate to me. And it was blue and orange, which are, uh, no. It was just terrible. And it was so funny because you see the video of them getting off the plane and she's just so over it. He stops like with <laughs> the photographers and she just ignores him and keeps walking. It was the best Gross. thing I've ever seen. I mean, this, this dress was such a tragedy. But regardless, let's stop shitting on them because you know, I have like three friends who don't think they're terrible. So it's fine. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Everybody loves inauguration fashion. It's true. I mean, the Trump inauguration didn't have the best fashion, like that god-awful red, white, and blue Gucci coat that Kelly and Conway wore. You and I were at the outlet. Remember, we saw it there like three years later. I'm like, why are these still here? And the guy's like, we can't fucking give them away. (laughs) Nobody wants to touch this coat. I mean, seriously, the inauguration was in 2016. We went to a recommends in 2019, and the fucking coats were still there. I mean, I mean, it was so bad. He literally said to me, I can't give them away. Let's just say they didn't fly off the shelves. They did not fly off the shelves. It was very, (laughs) it was tragic. Anyway, this inauguration, I think was especially important because as unfair as it is when there's a woman taking office, they're obviously going to have a higher attention on what they choose to wear. And also you have Michelle Obama, who was this generation style icon of a first lady who attended obviously. And so also Jill Biden, who's the most brilliant first lady we've ever had. So everybody's sort of eyes were on them and I, they did not disappoint. They, did not. All, they all chose to wear American designers, which is customary for the most part throughout the week. And not only did they choose American designers, but they for a lot of the time chose emerging designers, younger brands, often from diverse backgrounds, which was really impressive to see. So instead of just your general Ralph Lauren and Michael Kors and Marc Jacobs, you saw pieces from Jonathan Cohen, whose parents um, are immigrants from Mexico who built like a business empire on the West Coast. And then he uses his cultural background to influence his prints that he makes. And then you have someone like Sergio Hudson, who is a creative genius out of New York, I think. I, we've been to his show once or twice, who dressed Michelle Obama. He dressed Kamala Harris this week. And then you have um, Kirby Jean Raymond. Christopher John Rogers, he dressed Kamala Harris for Inauguration Day. I just think he's a genius. I love him so much. I love his colors. I love the drama. I love all of it. I would love to go to his show again. I went to his first one. I will never forget it. It was in the tiny gallery at Spring Studios. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is the, the, the smaller gallery. So usually it's not a big designer in there. But then Eva Chen walks in. And then Hamish Bowles walks in from Vogue. And Susie Menkes from Vogue walks in. And then I see Nina Garcia. and then. I'm like, who is this person that they're getting this A-list crowd in this tiny ass gallery? Who is this? And then the show started and I said, oh, this is why. I mean, he's a creative genius. I have a question. Um, can, I, yeah. can I ask questions? We have another dear friend of us, of ours, Michelle. She is a very prominent stylist here in Atlanta. And we talked about this. And she said it was about the, the color story and the picture of them together meaning Dr. Jill, Kamala, everybody else. I did not look at them as a color story. I looked at them as individuals. And I just have questions about Dr. Jill and what she wore. I felt like her and Kamala had on the same outfit. Different designers, different colors, but the dress with the matching coat, with the matching gloves, with the matching, da, 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 I just, what, is it, am I crazy? I just felt like, why um, did they wear the very, same outfit? Well, I don't think they wore the same outfit. They wore, and that's a very classic and elegant and conservative look. And as much as everybody wants to be a little edgy or bring out something new and fun, when it's at an inauguration, especially the inauguration itself, you have to go very classic. And that is a very traditional look, but they chose colors. And I would say, let's start from the beginning of the week, because there are so many events this whole week that they all wore things towards. So the first was Dr. Jill and Joe Biden 
leaving Delaware to go to DC and they wore, um, he wore Ralph Lauren and she wore this incredible purple look from Jonathan Cohen, who is a creative genius whom we love and adore. Um, and his business partner has become an acquaintance of mine. I just, I respect her immensely. And the second I saw that picture, I knew it was theirs. And I just texted her. I was like, is this you? Is this you? She's like, yes. Nice. And so he makes these incredible masks. Of course, I have one. And I posted in my story, my friend Lauren, who's probably the chicest woman I know, has them. Dr. Joe Biden has them. I have one. Why don't you have one? Because if it's good enough for the three of us, honey, it's good enough for everybody. I I don't have one, but okay. You don't have one yet, but it'll happen because they have them now embroidered with pearls and sequins. They're fabulous. But can you breathe through them? That is my beef. No, it doesn't matter because I mean, you can. No, but it doesn't. No, but it's a fashion thing. It's not like you're not wearing it to the grocery store. You're wearing it when you're having, you know, dinner at a fabulous restaurant and you're going from the car to the table. I mean, I can breathe through mine. It's thicker than a surgical one for sure, but it's so, and it's, literally stitched along the jawline so it fits you perfectly. It's genius. I mean, the fit is unparalleled and they're just beautiful. I mean, the prints are all really amazing. So I saw Dr. Jill Biden and Jonathan Cohen and I got very excited. Later that evening, Dr. Jill Biden and Joe Biden met up with Vice President Harris and her husband at the COVID memorial with all of the flags and they went to reflect and pay their respects. Mm-hmm. And from the front, Kamala Harris's outfit was just a normal camel coat. But from the back, it had a sort of a swoosh neck uh, hemline sort of halfway up the back and it was pleated underneath. And it was from Kirby Jean Raymond of Pyramas. And it was just the perfect choice because it was a business in the front party in the back. And he is one of the you know biggest voices in fashion right now. And I thought it was a, a brilliant choice of hers to wear him for that moment. Um, and it also showed that she was supporting a young black designer instead of you know the normal... Oh, I'm wearing Michael Kors. Great. Right, right. So that was really amazing. The next day, I believe they started at Mass, and then they went to the inauguration. So Kamala Harris wore a purple outfit from Christopher John Rogers, whom we love and adore, Mm -hmm. and she just looked incredible. And then Dr. Jill Biden wore a light blue Markarian outfit, and I just think she looked absolutely stunning. Um, the inauguration was very emotional for a lot of people. It was very emotional for me. I'll be honest. Like I was on the elliptical and you called me and you're like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> crying. I'm watching. I'm like, she's taking the oath of office. Leave me alone. I mean, I cried my eyes out, but it was really funny too, because there were so many people like that asshole on Fox news, Tucker Carlson, who told Dr. Jill Biden that because she's a doctor, she has a doctorate in education. She should never use the title doctor because she's not a medical doctor. I mean, like, honestly, Tucker, go fuck yourself. How many degrees do you have? Who, also, who says that? Why? No, he's, but he's an asshole and he's a misogynist and he's literal garbage. Fin- finally enough, and this is like the conserv- the super conservative's favorite news person. Someone sued Fox News for him lying about something. Do you know how Fox News won the lawsuit? They proved that no reasonable person would believe anything Tucker Carlson said. <laughs> In court, their own news person, they got off by proving no reasonable person would believe what he says. Wow, that's a what does that say? It. Okay, then. What does that say? Anyway, this isn't a political show, but God, that man is awful. So, as kind of a fuck you to those people, I saw this video where this woman was explaining what the different colors mean, and obviously, purple is unity and sure. you know, shows red and blue coming together. True, it's also the color of law degrees, apparently. 
which is what Kamala Harris is. So she wore purple and it's kind of like, haha, fuck you. I'm a lawyer. You're not. What do you mean the law degree? What do you mean? So a lot of degrees have colors that are associated with them. Oh, like the gowns? Yeah, like the gowns are the little oh, ropes you get. The little, oh, the little oh, the cords. They get, the cords. The cords. And so apparently light blue is the color of a doctorate in education, which oh, I did not okay. know. I did and so not know I that. thought that was very funny of Jill, of Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, to wear that. I thought it was kind of clever. But let's talk about the rest of the family because Kamala Harris's stepdaughter, who, let's be honest, we love her husband anyway. He's so cool. Second gentleman, he doesn't know we're going to be best friends. I know we're going to be best friends. It's fine. <laughs> Doug, call me. Um, so his daughter is like a style icon in the making. She wore the most amazing Mew Mew outfit. And it was one of the only outfits on the um, podium that was not American, but who cares? Cause she looked so fabulous. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. like this brownish, like tweety thing with orange crystals on the shoulders. She looked like a million dollars. She looked like the nerdy stepdaughter who is really pretty, but you know, she spends all of her time with her nose in a book, but she's like her mind. She was like giving me Hermione Granger goes to Paris vibes. And I loved every second of it. She looked incredible. She looked next level. One of Joe Biden's granddaughters wore Rodarte. I was like, where did you get a Rodarte? I mean, I know where they got a Rodarte dress, but still like, girl, you are young and you are rocking Rodarte. Like she was killing it. Everybody looked so good. And then when I tell you everyone looked good, I mean, George and Laura Bush, like they never looked terrible, but they also were never like, oh my God, they looked mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. Michelle Obama comes out and you know my love for Michelle. She wore this burgundy Sergio Hudson sort of top with these pants and this amazing coat. And coincidentally enough, I have a coat that is the same color that I just purchased that my wonderful friend Jennifer is helping me sort of modify because she's a creative genius. So we're modeling it after Michelle Obama's coat at the inauguration, and I'm calling it my first (laughs) coat. So here's what I want to explain, and this is what I've learned, and this is what my mother told me. Because it was outside, it's about the coat. Yes. It's not about the outfit. And that's what I did not understand, because it really was like I'm looking at this Mumu coat, which is completely fabulous. It's, I mean, not my style, but I love it. But I get it. It's about the coat. It's not about what's underneath because you can't take off your coat. It was whatever, 40 degrees and windy that day. So I get that now. Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. I mean, the coat is really important and just everybody looked great. So Michelle Obama Slade and Sergio Hudson. I mean, she just, Michelle Obama, I mean, she's a class act. and The color she wore, the burgundy with the belt and the pants, to me, that is next level shit. Well, that design, that designer, I'm sure will, I'm sure some sure Sergio Hudson will make their way and will make his way into your closet at some point. Um, I mean, next they make those blazers, like the coat she has, they make a blazer. That's that length. That's like a short length, but has the big belt in the middle of the blazer and their leather. They're sick, sick. I so mean, I'm sure that will find its way into your wardrobe at some point. Cause who doesn't want a Michelle Obama jacket? It's just, it was just next level. And the color choice for her, I just didn't love the color blue that Dr. Jill was wearing. I didn't love it. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't love the sequins in it. I would have loved to have been more A-line just to define a waist for her. It looked matronly to me, but I understand the reasoning behind it. Well, also, especially when you're the first lady, you're not supposed to super stand out. I mean, but, you know, there's lots of people who did. I mean, talking about Michelle Obama, she was known for style too. So, yeah, but not necessarily at the inauguration, the, the inaugural I ball get it. she was. I um, get it. I get it. And so, 
I just loved every minute of what everybody wore to the actual inauguration itself because even Hillary Clinton looked good. And Hillary Clinton's known for her pantsuits, but like the past 10 years, they've gotten a little boring in St. Johnny. Um, <laughs> no, she like she had like this light purple, like ruffly thing going on. I know, I know. They looked little, great. Everybody looked great. Little Barbara Bush going on. Little Barbara Bush. With, you know, I get it. Well, um, my, my friend Gabby, I don't know if you saw it. I will repost it on our Fashion Crimes Instagram um, did this thing of the fashion legacies of all of the past like 10 or 15 first ladies. And it was so interesting and so brilliant and amazing. Can I tell you what I'm shouting over? What? I guess it's the end of the night where she wore the Gabriella Hurst coat. Yes. With the flowers. I, okay. Just reading her Instagram post on the message and the inspiration and why she placed the embroidery. It's all made in New York. It was made in the garment district. You know, each flower took two hours. I love her. I love Gabriella Hurst. I loved her before. I love her even more now. I mean, well, it was a really meaningful thing. And a lot of people, um, someone I know posted this thing is fashion still frivolous to you now. And then the link to that post because Dr. Jill Biden wore a Gabriella Hurst outfit that was custom made for her, embroidered with flowers. And each of the flowers was a flower native to each of the 50 states. Oh. And it was embroidered all the way around the coat. And it was just absolutely stunning. And Delaware's flower was sewn the closest to her heart because that's where they're from. It was just, it was absolutely stunning. Why couldn't she wear that for the inauguration? I, that's what I would have done. I would have had her wear this. To me, this is so much more meaningful. But maybe she wanted to wear a bright color. She didn't want to wear white. Maybe that's why. Well, no, I think, again, because the inauguration is not about her. It is about her, but it's not. You know what I mean? The focus is on going to be on Joe anyway. That night, everybody was talking about that coat. Everybody was talking about that coat. Nobody gave a shit what Joe was wearing. Nobody gave a shit what Joe was saying. (laughs) Everyone was like, what is this coat? What is happening? Where is this coat from? How did it happen? All of it. I mean, and then the rest of the girls, Mark Harian is known for this dress. It's sort of mermaid-y kind of trumpet style with these two black straps. Two of the Biden granddaughters wore them. Absolutely stunning. I mean, they all looked amazing. And I, it was refreshing. And it was nice to see them wear all American designers because traditionally a first lady is meant to wear American designers because it boosts the notoriety of them. Right. So look at someone like Jason Wu's career exploded once Michelle Obama wore his gown to the inauguration. Mm-hmm. And then when she chose him for the second inauguration too, I think she did. Yeah, I think she did. It was like, whoa, two in a row. And I mean, so that's right. a really big deal. And so you're supposed to be supporting American designers and it's typical. Michelle Obama was super, super conscious about it. So when like the prime minister of Japan came to a state dinner, she wore Tadashi Shoji, who is Japanese and American. Uh, love Tadashi, been to their show, love we it. We love Tadashi. When she would go to France, that, then she would wear Chanel or Valentino or something. But she was always very conscious of supporting American designers. And people were nasty to Michelle Obama over fashion. Like one time I remember she wore Lan Von sneakers, which are $600 a pair, and she just got destroyed over it. Why? Because like, they're French? No, because they're so expensive. How could you spend $600 on sneakers? Oh, and then please. There was this clutch that was from VBH and it was like $1,200. They were like, that's the $10,000 Croc version. She's like, no, it's not. Fuck you. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> and so mind you, she gets all of this crap for this, right? Right. Donald Trump walks around the White House with a $60,000 crocodile Birkin. And how doesn't many Birkins, get how many Birkins do you think she has, Nolan? How many? I think she Birkins? has many, but I, I, I wonder where she gets them. Because if I was Hermes, I wouldn't sell to her. <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, of course, we're going to sell to her. Don't be. I don't ridiculous. think so. I think she's probably buying them from a reseller. I, if I were Hermes, I would not want my bags anywhere near that woman. I mean, but we had this discussion before. 
Hermes is evidently opening their doors, right? And selling to people who you don't think they should sell to. And that is your beef with them. I get it. But don't be surprised. I don't think they should sell to. I just think it's weird for them to preach one thing and do another. If you want want to say you're a brand for everybody, then sell to everybody. I don't give a shit. But if you're so pretentious, like the Hermes is, and we only like, this is this very specific kind of woman is our target customer, and then you're selling to everyone. It just doesn't make sense. And it's not going to be. But okay. (laughs) which, which Which is surprising to me because again- it like and again my beef with her is that I don't think she understands why these bags are expensive. If you take a twenty thousand dollar Birkin and, and you put crystals across the front of it, that shows you have no respect for the bag. And you give it to all. your four year old. And you yeah. give it to your four year old. Yeah. It just shows you have no regard for why these things are expensive. Right. Regard, right, right. That's not my point. As a first lady, you're supposed to wear American designers. It's just the courteous thing to do. One time, Michelle Obama didn't wear an American designer for like an event, and Diane von Furstenberg was the head of the uh, CFDA at the time and made a comment like, "I wish she'd supported an American designer." Diane got roasted for that, of course. She just, everyone was like, why would you, why would you go after her? All of right, these things. Right, right. And then Diane was like, she's done so much for us. I apologize. Well, Melania I- Trump wears American designers like once a month. Okay. The woman leaving the White House, this was such a funny article. My friend Gabby put this up and it said, in typical out of touch Melania Trump fashion, she chose not a single piece from an American designer during her final week in the White House. And when she left the White House, she was wearing a Chanel jacket a Dolce dress, Christian Louboutin shoes, and a crocodile Birkin. And then on the train, on the plane, she changed into that Gucci dress. So it's just, there's no awareness there. Or if there is awareness, she just doesn't care. And that's not what a first lady's job is. I mean, I, I can't even talk about her policy and what she did because she didn't do anything. I mean, but, she did nothing. What, well, did no, I mean, other than like stealing Michelle Obama's speech, but it's not my business. <laughs> um, but I mean, at least put forth the minimal amount of effort. Come on. Like, especially after that fucking Christmas video came out, or she's like, who gives a shit about Christmas decorations? Like. Could you do the bare minimum and just wear what you're supposed to wear and like maybe embrace some young American talent instead of, you know, funding brands like Chanel and Hermes that don't need the help? Well, clearly her actions speak louder than words and her value system is not with America. So there you go. Who she's married to. So there you go. So don't don't expect her to do that when that's not where her values are because her actions say that. Right. Well, it's very sad to me because look at someone like, these, there was an article you sent me um, that shows just the impact that these one thing, yes. this, this, this one day can have on a designer's career. It can change the trajectory of their career overnight. Uh, like uh, look at someone uh, like Sergio Hudson. He had 50,000 followers the day before the election. The day of the election, he went to 130,000. Right, right. Jonathan and, Cohen, I, I, the right. same thing with Dr. Jill Biden. They shot up. I mean, and Jonathan Cohen have dressed, I mean, he and Sarah have dressed a lot of A-list stars, but this was on another level. Pyre Moss was already very, very famous, but the brand shot up after Kamala Harris wore that coat. All of, the, all of these brands got huge, huge exposure. Gigi Burris, the milliner who made the mask. She uh, got, I have one of her hats and I've talked to her on the phone. Love her. You love her. Love her. She got notoriety for making one of Jill Biden's masks. Is it Of A Kind? I, can't, I think it's the brand's called Of A Kind, who made, uh, I believe her name is Amanda Gorman, the poet, the brilliant poet who spoke. Um, yes, her Oprah name gave her a ring. Amanda Gorman. Amanda Gorman. Oprah gave her a very expensive ring as a gift. You know, that brand got a lot of exposure. This truly can change the trajectory of a brand. And so use that platform to amplify the important voices that are up and coming in fashion. People like Christopher John Rogers and Jonathan Cohen and Mark Arian is um, a relatively new New York brand. Um, Sergio Hudson, he's a genius. All of these brands are smaller brands, but have really, really, really interesting angles and they need the press. Can I, I I want to talk about Batsheva for a second. Yes. 
when she's wearing Batsheva, the stepdaughter, in this burgundy dress, she looks, she, you know, she looks like an art student. Let's just say that, right? She looks like a creative person. But this isn't a dress that's looking to me like it is the next greatest thing, right? Well, Batsheva is a very specific line, just like Rodarte is a specific line. Certain designers are not never going to be a Michael Kors or a Ralph Lauren. And that's fine. You don't need to be. Proof of that is a brand like Celine before Hedy Slimane ruined it with Phoebe Philo. Celine was not selling to every, like the clothes anyway, we're not selling to every person under the sun. They had a very specific customer who wanted edgy and different and super out there, but still modern and wearable clothes. Batsheva is essentially made to be extremely conservative, but fashion forward. Because it's, I mean, it, it's a brand made for conservative Jewish ladies, because it's by a conservative Jewish woman. Right, so, right. That's what it's made to be. So it's meant to be modern and wearable, but still conservative. So that's who that customer is. And if she can meet those customers by seeing this, great. Rodarte is known for being off the walls, crazy, embellished, lace, color, Victorian. It's not stuff you wear to the supermarket, nor should it be. Rodarte is known for amazing evening pieces and fun party dresses and you know things like that. And so that brand is made for people who want that. They're not made for the masses. And they don't need to be because you can still be a very successful business without because being Becca, for you know, it's usually it's it's not super, super high end, is what I'm it's, saying. Yeah, well, it's expensive. It's very expensive. I mean, it's between two and five usually, but it's I've never more, seen a batch have a dress that cheap. I'm reading it right here. It says her dresses are in between two and five hundred dollars, significantly lower than most of the inauguration attire. That's what it says. But be that as it may, it is sort of like there's levels of different Judaism, right? And so if you are Orthodox or modern Orthodox, then your arms have to be covered, you know, from the elbow down, from the elbow up to the shoulder. Like you can only expose the bottom part of your arm. And it is a way to get modernized for the today. So here are some in the four range. Sorry, I'm looking. They're in the four to five range. They're less than I thought. Okay. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, it doesn't look expensive to me. Oh, see, I think I think it looks. I don't think it looks cheap. I think it, it looks doesn't look nice. cheap, but it doesn't look super, super, super high end. So, um, kudos to them, even though they've never let us in their show. By the way, kudos to them for getting on the map because they are on the map, honey. On yeah. the map now for sure. And not to change the subject, the sh- most shadable moment to me was not Jennifer Lopez. Was not. Katy Perry or anybody else, it was Lady Gaga because her outfit to me, Scaparelli, next, let by Roseberry, is that his name? Okay, so yeah, so she wore Scaparelli by Daniel Roseberry. Yeah, by Roseberry. And, and it was so next level to me with the pen and the gloves. It just was so feminine and next level and and avant-garde, but tasteful. It was I can't stop talking about it. I just, I can't stop talking about it. Well, I mean, I thought it was absolutely stunning. And I actually was surprised that that's who she chose because Scaparelli is not an American brand. And I mean, Daniel Roseberry is an American designer, but I saw it and the skirt was very reminiscent of Brandon Maxwell. So I actually texted his husband and I said, is this Brandon? And he said, no, it's Scaparelli. I was very surprised. I thought it was absolutely stunning. I really did. Look at I thought you it was having Brandon Maxwell's husband on speed dial. Okay, I see you, Queen. Well, you, I see you know you. I love them. They don't know we're best friends, but we're going to be best friends <laughs> because I just I'm obsessed with them. I think they're both they're both geniuses. 
Brandon's a genius. His husband's, is, or I don't know if they're engaged or if they're engaged or married, but he's a genius, absolutely fucking genius. And so nice, like the nicest person ever. So you know what? We're going to be best friends. He just doesn't know it yet. So I said, I, I got on, I was like, is this, is this Brandon? He's like, no, I wish. But then one of the Biden granddaughters wore Brandon the next day. And I said, this was major. And he's like, yeah, it was, it was great. I loved it. I loved JLo's outfit too. I just, did you need to wear Chanel? I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at her for wearing it. I'm just, couldn't she have worn, I'd love to have seen her embrace a young Latina designer in America or or Oscar de la Renta because Oscar de la Renta is, you know, I think Oscar would have been a really great choice, even though it's a very established brand because, you know, it's run by Fernando Garcia and Laura Kim who are very diverse fashion back, who have very diverse backgrounds now run this American heritage brand. I think that would have been the perfect choice for her. She chose Chanel. Fine. I'm not mad at it. It just, she could have done better. But I did not realize until you told me the power that you hold in that one moment. That because one everybody around moment, the world is going to see it. That's correct. It's not like it's a concert. It's not like you're correct. raising money for whatever charity. This is the one 30 second chance you have to skyrocket someone's career. And Chanel did not need she doesn't need it. And nobody doesn't need it. And I get that. that. And JLo is one of the most beautiful women in the world. And what's nice about JLo is not only is she stunning, but she's also not a size two. She's curvy. Yeah. She has a body like a lot of women. And so she could have used that opportunity to bring a designer that could dress a million women to the forefront. Right. You know, and the fact that she didn't, I mean, I could have, even if she was, oh, well, Christian Cowan's British, but she could have worn something like Christian Cowan to be super loud, or she could have done an Oscar de la Renta or a Carolina Herrera moment. Or I would have loved to see her because Tom Ford just adores her. I would love to see her in Tom Ford, someone American and fabulous. Although Tom Ford doesn't even really need the help. I mean, the young, exciting designer brand, maybe like Aria or something like that would have been really amazing to see her support them. But there's always next time. And let's be honest, let's hope there's a round two anyway. Of course. I mean, we're so, just going to go ahead and put that in the universe. We're, we're okay. in the universe. I mean, overall, I just, I didn't see a terribly dressed person at all, to be honest. I mean, I'm looking for Melania like- Trump. She looked, I'm sorry. She looked, and it's not just because I don't like her. If I saw Michelle Obama wearing this dress, I would have said, what the fuck were you thinking? It wasn't, it's not the fact that it's Melania. Cause I really don't like her, but it's not about that. This dress was so fucking tragic. It was like weird ankle length. I just can't stop thinking about how heinous this dress was. I was talking with one of my friends and she goes, it's like, and then there's Maude. I said, yep, it's, and then there's Melania. It's like, where's the golden girls with the wicker furniture and like a 1987 (laughs) Buick. I mean, it was so tragic. And the thing is, is as much as I don't like her, she's a beautiful woman and she can carry clothes. This is what you fucking chose. Really? If you had to wake up and roll over next to that shit every day, I'm going to give you a pass on that. Okay. Think about how, I mean, ugh, ugh. But yeah, well, no, they don't, they don't sleep in the same room. Okay, well, they had separate bedrooms in the White House. I'm looking at, you know, Jill's montage here. And, you know, here, you know, it's just the turquoise was my least favorite. Let's just say that. And she, I see her here wearing a purple coat with matching purple gloves. She looked gorgeous here. I mean, gorgina, she looked here because it defines her waist. I want her to just be a hair younger. She's just not that old. You know, she's just not that old. And I want her to dress young. I just want her to be young and fabulous. Right. Because she is young and fabulous. So Finnegan Biden, who I believe is a granddaughter, I think wore Brandon Maxwell. 
Um, Naomi Biden to the election wore Lafayette 148, which when you're that young, do you need to be wearing Lafayette 148? But the coat's beautiful. It's very Jackie O. It has this amazing right. tie neck collar. I love 148. I take one of my clients there and I actually do love it. It is pretty, I, I love it. Their stuff has, has their, their stuff has, you know, come up. But the issue becomes for me, their price point has also shot way up. Uh, so yeah, their, their coats cheap. now are well over $1,000, which at that point you're getting into, you know, different territory. Oh, can we also discuss on the, the concert at night, Katy Perry and Tom Brown channeling Jackie O? I didn't that love... That little white tape moment. Oh, I, I thought it was fabulous. I was like, you're modern Jackie O. I get it. I hope your husband's not sleeping with Marilyn Monroe. I feel bad for you. She looked fabulous. I love Tom Brown. Here's what I think about this dress. And maybe... They are comparing her to Audrey Hepburn and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. I get it. But what is throwing me off is her hair. And I don't know why it's bothering me so much. Her hair is platinum white. And I just think it takes away. That's just me, though. I mean, the opera gloves, the train, that like, she's just, it was a little much for me. It was her trying to fit into the White House. like That's why I love Lady Gaga's outfit because it was appropriate, but it was still her. That's why I loved that. This to me looks like, okay, it's a regal look. I get it, but I, it wasn't representative of her to me. I just thought it wasn't funky enough for her. I understand that. I mean, and her hair was so white. I mean, white, but okay. I, I mean, I understand that. And I, I see what you're saying. I'll go back to the things that make me happy, happy, because I'm just, I'm still staring at pictures of Ella Emhoff. I mean, I'm looking at here and there's a picture of Audrey Hepburn wearing the exact same dress. So, okay, Queen, I get it. I hear you. I see you. I just would have liked to have it, you know, more of a nod to her actual style instead of her trying to be, you know, what they think she should be. But whatever. I, I get that. I think she was trying to bring it by doing it with, with a designer like Tom Brown, because he's funky. But like the fact that <laughs> Here's the, the caption. Ella Emhoff, stepdaughter to Vice President Harris, turned out in a full 20-something art student from Brooklyn Glory. That's exactly what this is. And I'm living for it. And I'm, I'm living, living for um, it. Can, can Kamala be in Stepmom's Club? I mean, can we just... I just love that woman so much. Like my favorite is there's a video of a very gay guy teaching her how to open a fan at a gay club. <laughs> and she doesn't do it right the first time. And everyone's like, no, come on. And he teaches her again. And she does it right. And she like starts fanning and goes like, yep, I did it. I love it's her. Fun. I love her. Shout out to the stepmoms, stepmoms club. I'm the president of stepmoms club. It is not easy. You're going to um, have this Miu Miu coat that she wore. I, I mean, I don't love the colors, but okay, we'll go with that. There's one last thing we have to discuss. Yes. Bernie Sanders. I mean, I'm so tired of the memes. Oh, I'm so not. I think it's for a week. Terrible. No, it's I am dying over it. I'm living for it. I'm dying for it. I'm everything for it because <laughs> he looks like the dad at the soccer game. And <laughs> the fact that he's been superimposed and photoshopped into everything makes it so funny because he's worn these gloves. And the woman who made the gloves is dumb as shit. And I'll tell you why. She goes, I have no more gloves to sell, whatever. I'm like, bitch, you've gotten 6,000 emails in one day to get these gloves. You fucking find the shit and make the gloves. Right, right, right. You right. have to work again. Like, do it, do it, do it. And she's not doing it. Fine, I mean, I my funniest meme, the funniest meme was what Jessica sent us where he was in the WAP video, in the back of the WAP video. Oh, I know. I sent you that. <laughs> so, oh, there you are, that. so, I mean, my favorites include um, Bernie Sanders in the hallway with Kylie Jenner, Megan The Stallion, and Cardi B in the WAP video um, <laughs> on the couch in the Golden Girls. That's another really great one. It was just so good. And everybody is making so much fun of it. It just makes my day. 
I think it's fantastic. It brings me joy, whatever. It's so good to me because it's funny and it's cheeky and it's a way, honestly, because everyone was preaching unity. I've seen Democrats, Republicans, people who love Biden, hate Biden, love Bernie, hate Bernie, all finding comedy in this. And I think, you know what, I think as much as that's weird that that's where we had to go. I'm not bad at it. Like there's a picture of him in the, what is the summer painting? My other favorite is a picture of him photoshopped onto the um, the couch at the Real Housewives of New York City reunion <laughs> next, next to Luann. And then there's another one where he's photoshopped with the sorting hat on his head at Hogwarts with Professor McGonagall. Oh, I saw that one. That one with the sorting hat. That was funny. I love that one. I just think one. they're fantastic. So what did you do on Inauguration Day before we wrap up? Because I actually have a really fun story of what I did on Inauguration Day. I mean, we watched it and I was hanging on to every word. I was in my workout clothes as usual, so I was not dressed for the inauguration. Oh, I was dressed, honey. Wait till I tell you what I was wearing. I was not dressed. I was a little bit blinded by Dr. Jill's satin dyed shoes because I guess that style is back in again, circa 1987, when you go to the prom and you dye your shoes to match your dress. But hey, I was caught up on that. Anyway, love the rest of her outfits. I loved everyone, what everyone else wore pretty much, but I don't have a special story. So what is your special story? Well, so um, I am not yet back in New York City because for me, it doesn't make sense to be paying, you know, astronomical rent when nothing's open. So I will be back very soon, hopefully. And so I have very few fashionable friends where I am, where I spend the holidays in Maine. So I have one friend who is a creative genius, uh, my friend Jennifer. And so I went over to her house and we spent the day she was teaching me different ways to tie a scarf and with brooches and all these amazing things. Which she's going to be on our podcast. She's, gonna be on our, oh, she's such a genius. We love her so much. She's a, seriously though, a creative genius on a level I've never seen where we were at a store and I saw this coat and it had shoulder pads and the sleeves were too short. She goes, oh no, I'll help you take the shoulder pads out. I'll show you how to bring the sleeve down. We'll do this. We'll make it great. And now it's going to be my Michelle Obama coat. It's great. So I went over there. I put on my Libertine hoodie with the pearls and the and right. sequin embroideries and the crystals. Shut up. It's surrealist. It's brilliant. <laughs> and she added some pearls and a brooch to it too. It was just the coolest thing ever. And we wore that and we celebrated the fact that decency was back and we got to talk about clothes all day. It was the best inauguration day ever. It was bestweekever.com. Thank God, Jesus, Allah, everyone that we made it through. We made it through and we just need to celebrate today and be in the present moment and be in the present fashion moment and not be mad at anybody. We just need to roll with it. And we are loving the people that brought American designers to that shift for that day. I mean, we are loving the people that are trying to bring fashion back and correct what COVID has done. Four years. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you're talking about COVID. I was talking about the other. Well, that's the same, but, but with COVID, I mean, the amount of stores and designers that are suffering and the small people, it's just, it's just astronomical and how people are going to come back. I don't know, but I love people with power that put people to come back to the industry and make money again. A hundred percent. I'm. And I just think that's so important. And I think that's what this has really taught us is that, you know, if you're a celebrity to use that platform to build other people up only brings it back to you tenfold. And that's a hundred percent. I definitely agree with you. It just only brings it back to you. So, I mean, as you know, not mad at people for their choices, but love for people that really, like you said, that support American designers, because that's what's important. Right. Really especially, especially right now, because, you know, the bigger brands like Chanel have the money to weather the storm. I mean, come on. Of course they do. I've got, you know, billions. And so smaller brands, like you've seen brands like Kushney run out of money and clothes. Brands like 
um, Seize Marjan. Run out I was money just about clothes. to say Seize Marjan, which I wore my pants the other day. Jonathan's like, I love those. I was like, never wore them. So glad I have them before they went belly up. But it's, in, I know, it's, it's very sad. And so I think now more than ever supporting, you know, American designers is so important. And so the ones who did get, you know, an A plus in my book for sure. Nolan, give me one of those masks, please. Okay. Fabulous masks. Okay. This has been so educational, Nolly. Thank you. Know, next time you. we'll be funny. Next time we'll be funnier, but this was, you know, we needed to celebrate. And oh, we are props. celebrating. We needed to give props to those who deserved it because you know what? We did it. Hooray. Hooray. I mean, like I said, praise be all. Pra- you know, we it did is, it. It is a new day. Hooray. We are so happy. <laughs> Hooray. Okay, so I'll call you in five minutes. You will this call me in five been, minutes. This has been Fashion Crimes. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Hit us in the DM. We love you. We will Mail be back. We got a lot of good guests coming up, so make sure you go on iTunes and leave us a review. Leave us a review to pump us up because we need it, okay? And thank you for listening, and we are out.